Welcome to the Craft of Coaching podcast, where you'll learn about how to become a life coach with a strong skill set through understanding the craft of coaching. I'm Kate Swoboda. As director of a life coach training and certification program called the Courageous Living Coach Certification, I'm passionate about the craft of coaching and how we evolve our skills and the industry. Learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification Program at teamclcc.com. That's T-E-A-M-C-L-C-C.com. And here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. It's Kate Swoboda, another episode of the Craft of Coaching podcast, today talking about the power of commitment. Because man, oh man, oh man, is it powerful. Sometimes you might've noticed this with some of your own clients, there are some negative connotations that people have with commitment, where commitment feels like a burden, a thing you air quotes have to do. And I would like you to please consider for yourself. It's easy to recognize it whenever it's a client you're talking to, but where do you have issues with commitment, commitment issues as it were? especially when it comes to how committed you are to showing up consistently and regularly and visibly in the marketing of your coaching business. That is an area that I've found that most coaches, especially when they are new or emerging coaches, need a little bit of work. There's this place where they are all in, they are totally committed to the idea of helping their clients they will totally show up for sessions. They're, they're happy to do all the things related to clients, but where commitment breaks down is in the area where they feel most insecurity. And for most new and emerging coaches, that is around marketing. Coaches feel insecure about how to market, how to do it right. They make it mean all kinds of things when they don't immediately get a big rush of clients. And because of those insecurities, fears, worries, It feels uncomfortable and then people kind of waffle and then consistency starts to break down and then there's a little less consistency and then a little less and then life intervenes, kids have stuff come up, maybe you get sick, you have in-laws visiting, you go on vacation and then suddenly it's like, what coaching business? And I have just seen some really amazing coaches go through that process and it's a bummer when they give up because... They're amazing coaches. I have also, by the way, seen a number of coaches go through that process, give up, and then decide, I'm getting back on the saddle. I'm making this happen. And whenever I see a coach go through that process where they fight their way back, that's when I'm like, all right, you're here to to do this. I personally believe that there are not too many coaches in the world. There are not. You know what there's too many of in the world? This is my thing I say getting very soapboxy. You can probably hear it in my voice. There's too many people in the world who are lobbyists for uh, soda, trying to get all of our kids hooked on sugar water. That's just going to like completely mess with their insulin and, and, you know, like all kinds of toxic, nasty chemical stuff. That's what we've got too many of the world. We don't have too many life coaches in the world. Are you kidding? So there's this whole thing that starts to happen, particularly around marketing of like, oh, that other coach over there said it better than I ever could. Or I don't know, that client decided to work with that other person. Must mean I'm not a good coach. Or, oh, I put something out there and I was marketing my business for a couple months and just wasn't seeing very much traction. I just started to get discouraged. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold the phone. 
Okay. What is your commitment to making this work? Again, I'm asking you really directly contemplate this question. What is your commitment to making this work? What is your commitment? Because this whole, I want my coaching business to work thing. Uh, uh-uh. you have been on the phone with clients before who want it. And you have been on the phone with clients before who are committed. And there is a world between the two. Wanting is not the same thing as committing. When you buy a house, if you have ever gone through the process of buying a house, you are not just buying the house and going, well, I want to make my mortgage payment. No. <laughs> and, and if you're only in that wanting phase, <laughs> the bank is going to be like, I don't think so. It's not you want to make that mortgage payment. You are committing. You are signing on the line for this house. You are committing. You are going to make the mortgage payment. Okay. When you decide to become a parent, it's not like, well, I, I, you know, it'd be nice if I raised my kid. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> it's not how it works. Hopefully you're laughing with me because I can hear in my voice that I'm, I'm being a little heavy handed with this particular episode today. Sorry about that, everybody. Sorry, not sorry. I'm being heavy handed, a little soapboxy, but I've also like, let's, you know, it's, it's Ayanna Van Zandt is who I'm thinking of here. She's such a lovely writer and speaker, and, and she has this phrase that she uses that I, I love called, call a thing a thing, boo. And that's what I'm saying. Let's call a thing a thing. You can want to pay your mortgage, but the bank is going to say, that's a commitment. You can want to raise your child, but uh, the Department of Child and Family Services is going to be like, uh, no, it's a commitment. And if, and if the bank finds that you are not going to commit, and follow through on it, or if DCFS finds that you are not going to commit and follow through on what you need to do as a parent, you will have the house, the kid, whatever, you have it taken away. Commitment is a different beast, and I get that we have fear of what it will require of us to commit. A lot of people hesitate to commit at all because they're so afraid of what it will require for us. My invitation to you today is to see commitment as the most incredible opportunity of your life. Because even when you decide that you don't want to continue with something, if you set a goal and you decide to hit the finish line of that goal, you learn something about yourself every single time. So let's say that you, I'll try to use an easy example here, that you are like, I want, I'm, I'm committing to, I don't just want to, but I'm committing to running a 5K. And maybe you hate running, running's really hard, but it kind of seemed like a good idea because a friend of yours was going to do it. Well, at the beginning, you're going to be like, oh, this is kind of inspiring, kind of fun, kind of great. And then you probably hit some places where you're like, running sucks. And if you just quit then you never get to learn what's on the other side of following through. The other thing that's so powerful about committing and and really demonstrating through your behavior that you are committed and that you are absolutely going to follow through, show up, be in 100% is that every single time you do, you send signals to your, your brain 
Um, I'm not saying this is a, it has a, uh, a psychological or scientific basis. This is just field work experience, I guess you could say, but I think you send a, a signal to your brain that communicates. I am trustworthy. Every single time you do what you say you're going to do and you don't give up just because it's hard, you send your brain a signal that says, I can trust myself. I can trust myself to stick with it. And I think, unfortunately, when people waffle and lag in their commitment, they send the opposite message. They actually send a message to themselves, unintentionally, of course, um, you're not dependable. You betray yourself. You don't follow through. And it just gives the critic more fuel. And, you know, I've been doing work with my own internal critic for decades. I know many of you listening to this, you're no, you're no newbie at looking at the critic. Why give the critic more ammunition? Why give the critic more evidence to hit you with at a moment when you're tired, at the end of a day, you've had a rough time? I vote don't give your critic more of that ammunition. I vote really sink into the power of commitment. So what does that look like then? Well, hey, time to take your inventory. Sit down right now. If you want to, you could have a, head over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin, and you could get the shift plan worksheet, which is a free resource in the Your Courageous Life library that all subscribers have access to. And if you get the shift plan resource, it has categories for different parts of your life. And you're asked what isn't working and what do you want to be different in each of these areas? And so you could look at those different categories and you could ask yourself, where is my commitment flagging? Where do I not, where am I not fully committed? So you could look at the area of health and wellness. Where am I not fully committed? Where do I do this thing where I tell myself I'm going to get more exercise or eat more vegetables and then I don't do it? You could look at relationships. Where is this thing where in my marriage I tell myself we're always going to get a date night or I'm going to be more patient when we're trying to talk about money and then I don't do it? Around parenting, where do I tell myself I'm going to do it and then I don't? Around your business, where do I tell myself I'm going to do it and then I don't? around your spiritual or personal growth practices. Where do I tell myself that I'm going to do it? And then I don't. Where is commitment lagging? Where do I need to look at commitment? Now, as you're looking at commitment and as you are identifying the places where you haven't been as committed as you'd like, there's probably this space where the critic is going to come up. And the critic is going to be kind of like, see, look at that. Got a list here, this and this and this. It's the type of thing that as you're thinking about even doing this, you might've thought, I don't want to do that. My critic's just going to have a field day. Well, guess what? When you don't deal with things, you're just playing kick the can out to somewhere else. And so this is the moment where I am actually asking you to please be more committed to your personal growth than you are to being avoidant then you are to settling for the status quo. I would like this time next year in your life to be different. But it's not going to be if you don't have a commitment to it being different. You can wish that it would be different. You can want it to be different. But if you are not actually committed to it being different, it ain't going to be different 
Again, Ian LaVanzant. Let's call a thing a thing, boo. <laughs> it's such a fun phrase. Let's call a thing a thing. So that critic is going to come up and now what are you going to do? Because it's not fun to deal with the critic. You got to employ some tools, some resources, some strategies. And if you would like to get into what some of those are, first of all, you probably have some great coaching exercises you've led clients through to work with the critic. Um, For sure, there are resources over at Your Courageous Life. I have another podcast, if you can believe it. It's called the Your Courageous Life podcast. And I've definitely done episodes on working with the inner critic. But In essence, this is the moment for you because this is not just about your clients. This is not just about does your coaching business, you know, succeed or fail based on like what your bank account says. This is really, I think, about you. I think you, I think everyone who has a dream and coaching is a beautiful dream. I think everyone needs to go after a dream with everything they've got, even if it takes a lifetime. Because I don't want you to be on your deathbed going, wish I would have. What might that have been if I had kept going? And, you know, you really have to get savvy to the ways that the marketing machines out there will try to convince you that you could do it faster or easier. And then they, this is my least favorite marketing technique of all. And when they, they present the like sad Sally technique of like, here's sad Sally and look what she did. And these are all the mistakes and God, she was so clueless. It's just like, oh, that's such a condescending fear stoking way of trying to get people to buy in. And I don't like that. And I hope you don't either. Because the thing is, you know, you're going to make mistakes even when you commit. So, you know, this marketing archetype that gets trotted out of the sad person who made all the mistakes, don't be like them. Um, Unfortunately, that stokes a lot of fear, but it doesn't really resolve the essential issue. And the essential issue at hand is how we, we commit to something and we are willing to commit even knowing that the ride will be bumpy, even knowing that there will be mistakes. It also misses the fact that we commit to things because they are our calling. I mean... You know, if you have ever coached someone, I know some people who listen to this podcast have never coached anyone, but if you have ever coached someone, you know what the coaching high feels like when somebody realizes that thing that they thought was going to hold them back doesn't have to hold them back. Oh, I'm so, I mean, like I just, if I was in a room with all of you who are listening to this right now, I would be like high-fiving you. I mean, it's, it's such a great moment. It's so beautiful. It's such a privilege to be part of that. I adore the clients that I've worked with. And I can think of the moments when they realized, oh my God, it doesn't have to be the same way. I'm capable. I can do it. Or I can stop doing this other thing. Or maybe I can get over here. Oh, this belief that was tying me down. It doesn't have to tie me down anymore. Like it's so beautiful. So you know the power of commitment and you on some level because you've watched your clients do it. And it this is beautiful work and that's what your life gets to be if you stay committed. It might not happen right away. 
I don't know when it's going to happen for you. Now, for Courageous Living Coach Certification, which is the program, the coach training program that I am the director of, we've actually surveyed our people. And what we found is that on average, it takes people about two years of being consistent before they start to see real money coming in from their coaching business. So, you know, like if you want a timeline on it, you can put that. Now, some people it's sooner, some people it's later. It's different for everybody, but that's a good average. And you got to be consistent. And of course, you got to be committed. You just have to be committed. So as you are thinking about the ways in which your commitment might be lagging in some way, make sure that you're very gentle and tender with the parts of yourself that might go into inner critic mode. You don't want the critic beating you up into being committed. That's a fear-based motivation for being more committed. And then also hold in the other hand, the very real reality that you have to be committed. So in this podcast episode, I'm trying to really get it home that like, if your commitment is waffling, you are going to see the effects of that in your life. You're not going to outrun that. That's not tough love. That's just how it works to see anything through. Again, My hope for you is that you will be more committed to your dreams than you are to obeying your fear, that you will be more committed to doing what it takes than you are to all the reasons to opt out. And the last thing that I will share with you is that commitment is the gift that keeps on giving. The more you practice commitment and show up and really live commitment in your life, Um, the easier it is to stay resilient, the easier it is to go, you know what? I'm not giving up. Commitment is a big deal. So take some time to take your own inventory and really ask yourself where the power of commitment leveraged in your life, in your business, in your health, in your money, wherever else might provide incredible rewards. I think you deserve to up-level your life. I think you deserve that now, not someday, not when maybe the circumstances are easier because there's no guarantee that they will be later. In essence, I'm asking you to commit now to not treat your life like you have more time to waste, to be all in, especially when it comes to doing what it takes to get your business out there. But in any way in which the power of commitment can leave a positive impact of your life, now is the moment to commit. Now is the moment to get back on the horse, even if you have broken commitments in the past. Now, right now, right here, right now, with what you've got right now, this is the time to bring the power of commitment to your life. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment to give us a rating in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, ah, so helpful because that helps other people to learn about this podcast and also listen in. You might also want to become a subscriber so that you always get the latest episodes. If you head over to the Courageous Living Coach Certification website at teamclcc.com, that's T-E-A-M-C-L-C-C.com, and sign up to be a subscriber, not only will you get the first information about whenever we open up enrollment, you will also get access to a number of bonuses, like our Become a Coach video series, invitations to webinars on the craft of coaching, and so much more. 
So I hope that I see you over there. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.